You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss Lonzo Ball's interview with Trey Young. We're also going to talk about Mark Eversley's comments from Bulls Fest and give our thoughts on Bulls Fest 2023 overall. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, a member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Shout out to Pat to the designer who actually wore his bird dogs to Bulls Fest, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Comfy to the mud, <laughs> that is Pat the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, Lonzo Ball had an interview with Trey Young. And outside of one of the biggest things that came out this interview, the biggest revelation that I've ever seen in a podcast ever in my life is that Trey Young is a horrible podcast. Bro, I, I, I said <laughs> that to the Locked On podcast chat, bro. Like, everybody don't need a mic, bro. Bro. Like Trey Young literally was just like, yeah, you know, I was going to go to UCLA, but then there was some commits. Bro, so, hey, late. what you got going on with you tomorrow, like uh, for lunch? Or what's going on with that? Like, bro, he he was horrible, bro. bro was- he ended everything like he was asking a question. Even when he was like, yeah, I'm in here with my boy, the other point guard of the crew. was like, is, are you not sure if that's your actual boy? Like, is that a question? <laughs> are you asking us? Like, we don't know this dude, bro. Like, bro. And no, this is a tough part. I felt bad for the dude that was doing the podcast with Trey Young because I was like, oh, he can podcast. Like he's probably he's actually a good podcaster, bro. <laughs> bro but like, you can he tell, was... like, he, he's cool with Trey. He did a podcast with his boy and helped him get on. But ev- eventually they need to phase out Trey Young and just have him be as a supporter. Hey, bro, that's like... what I said. I said maybe Trey is doing this just to get and here's the thing. The best part about it is, right? Like three years from now, maybe he'll be an amazing podcaster. I look back on my stuff. From from five years ago, right? And it ain't good. Uh, there's there's some questionable videos on the channel for sure, but uh, they still up there. If y'all go find them, and I like laughing at them. See, but- that's why I have the benefit of I've been I was in podcasting for five years before I started Chicago yeah. Bulls Central, so I actually get to go back in my videos. And be like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you had a benefit of it. I was yeah. figuring it out as I went. You know what I mean? So like, I got some videos where it's just like. Hey, why Pat ain't got no shirt on? What's going on with that? Why? <laughs> I mean, you still do that from time to time now with the tank top. You just, you just hey, randomly listen. pop the tank. Hey. Tank top and bucket hat Pat is elite, bro. I just got to tell you that, bro. You got to. <laughs> hey, tank top and bucket hat Pat is usually six drinks in when he gets on the show. So that's, that's for sure. Probably an elite podcast. Those are probably the episodes where we've had the most fun. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. But outside of that, I mean, I guess the takeaway outside of how terrible Trey Young is. Uh, I left that interview depressed, bro. Like, like Lonzo, when you heard Lonzo talk about how comfortable, and and I know a lot, right, like you were laughing, you were like, they didn't build this team around him, but for him to be the the leader, the the guy that facilitated everything for that team to go out there and cook, I really, like, it made me go back on those 35 games, and the word I came away with, I had to choose one word to say the Bears were, or the Bulls were, was comfortable. 
They were mm. comfortable in the offense. And I'll be honest with you, we really haven't seen them be comfortable in the offense consistently since he went down. That's why we have all this possible hope around Javon Carter coming here. Yeah, I mean, it just I, – and I loved hearing from Lonzo that he said it was the first time he felt like he was able to be him, right, and how he was involved and how he was talking to the front office and things like that. And, like, it, I think we have – as a fan base, when I say me and you, we remain pretty optimistic, but like as a fan base, people have gotten so down on like AK because of the lack of trade deadline things and stuff like that, that I think people forget like what AK originally built here was working, right? Yeah. I don't think they would have maintained first in the East, but it was working and it was setting that culture. And we had a team full of guys that honestly just liked each other. And yeah. it's been a minute since we had that feel. And so like, I, I would love to see where we would have been right now. Think about it. If we would have not had to spend the last couple of years trying to find a replacement for Lonzo Ball and actually been able to just add to what that team needed, we could be in a drastically different spot. And while people are like down on AK, uh, I think that people like you, you, you got to remember like the team that AK originally built the, the platform, the team that he had the vision for was working. And at this point we would have had two now years of additions to that core, whereas yeah. we've had to find, find, try to find last-minute replacements now to get us what Lonzo Ball gave us. So, no, for sure, and, and I think that right, like when you when you look at kind of just the the level of play, I've said this multiple times on here, me and just me and you talking off the side, right? Like when you look at how Lonzo Ball was playing. It looked like what the Lakers thought they were going to be getting. It looked like what New Orleans hoped they were getting when they traded for Lonzo Ball. It looked like he was a comfortable point guard who was hitting his beginning stride at that point at age, what, 24, I believe he was, when we ended up signing him. So all of a sudden you had this hope of like, okay, there's going to be some, not just that he's comfortable now, but he's going to continue to get better. There's going to be longevity. The three-point shooting was improving as the season continued to go on. Uh, him getting to now, I will say this the man couldn't. I don't know if y'all remember this or not. He couldn't make a layup to save his life early on in that season, like it was, it was bad. He was smoking everything, and yeah, he, he and he had room nicely, and he had zero mid range game. Like yeah. it was literally but, all threes, bro. It was all yeah. threes, but like when you watch, when you go back and watch it, you just see Zach Levine moving on the court with ease and, and finding his, like literally, just like Amon Shepard talked about with Jason Kidd, not saying that Lonzo's that level of point guard, but just like, there'd be moments where the ball would hit dudes in the hand and they'd be like, wow, I can dunk this basketball. I'm so wide open right now. I can windmill this if I want to, right? Like that's, that's the level of competency we haven't seen at that point guard position. And I think that's what AK has been trying to get back to, but as crazy as it is to say, and I know Lonzo's not the end-all, be-all of the point guard position right now, but you're not just going to replace Alonzo Ball. Yeah, like that. Like that's what AK has been trying to do, and finding a guy that's going to be able to come in and do eighty percent of what Lonzo could give you in the modern NBA is very, very hard to do. <laughs> Extremely, and I think. <laughs> It's hard. It's and it sucks that somebody who is now twenty five years old just it's twenty. He just turned twenty five in October. Well, I guess he's about to turn twenty six. It's crazy. Like it's just now. Like his career may be done. Like that's what's crazy about all of this, bro. And like even hearing him say, like, yeah, we could have had something. I'm out for the whole twenty uh, twenty three twenty four season. But like the thing that I got, the undercurrent that I got from the, the comments that he said is, it's done. It's done, yeah. bro. It's it's done. 
I know he ended it by saying, like, he's on pace. They have a plan now. On pace for what, bro? What's the plan? The plan is for you to have a regular life. Shout out to you for that and get get this this next 40 million the Bulls still owe you. But that's it, bro. Yeah, I mean like it, it's it's realistically I I I we have to be at a point where we expect nothing from Lonzo and if he gives you anything, you just it's a feel good story. Yeah. I don't know if and I think we talked about this right could he come back and possibly <laughs> Hey, Joel, that's, that's coming through the stream there, brother. <laughs> you know, that was the wrong went. time for that. Joel, <laughs> you can't. We're talking about Lonzo's knee and you play that? <laughs> that's wild, that's bro. That's tough, Joel. That's, that's tough. tough. Hey, listen, that's I know tough. we pull a lot of shenanigans here. That was not either one of us. That was bro. neither one of us. <laughs> That was the producer who shall never be on this show now. <laughs> Shout out to the super producer, Joel Holt. Uh, that's tough. No, but I, I think, right, like I talked about him possibly being able to come back and maybe have a Sean Livingston-type resurgence where literally all he does is one thing, right? Sean Livingston got to a point where he was just, you know, he was still good defense and a mid-range shot. Maybe Lonzo's able to come back and just be that three-point uh, spark that he turned into here on this team. But it's just not something that I mean, like you said, the hope is just for him to have a regular life. When you get a dead guy's knee put into your knee, I have zero expectations now on you. You took somebody's ligament that's no longer using it. Not ligament, cartilage. Cartilage that's no longer using it. Like that's not that's my expectation is not for you to come back and have a career. My expectation is right. You walked into that podcast. I hope that you can walk out with no pain. Yeah, I mean, listen, I pray that I pray that Lonzo, if he can come back, like if if Lonzo can come back and like you said, have the Sean Livingston type run where he's able to give something, even if it is just defense or if it's just three point shooting, whatever that is, shout out to him. But like the expectations temper those because Lonzo Ball ain't coming back as Lonzo. And it sucks because now we're talking about yet another player that never got to have a peak. And the same with Derrick Rose. He never Derrick Rose never got to have a prime. Lonzo never got to have a prime. The tough part is, right, though, if he I hope he does. If he can come back, his IQ is not going anywhere. How he sees yeah. the court won't go anywhere. So maybe there's some hope that he comes back and he's able to have the IQ, but I think you're not going to be able to play him the same amount of minutes. You're not going to be able to run him like you were able to run him. You're not going to have the expectations of defense like you were, right? Maybe he's getting threes up. Maybe he's not. But if there's just something – I like, I'm going to be honest with you. He's 20 – like you said, about to be 26. I hope there's just something he can come back and do at an NBA level. That's yeah. all I'm hoping for. Like, yeah. let I, I hope he's able to have a career. At a minimum, right, everything we can say with Derrick Rose, the ups and downs. Derrick Rose had an NBA career. He's been in the league now what? Uh, 15, 14 years? Something like that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, he's been able to have an NBA career. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want the... Hey, Pat, uh, Pat, we got to do our outreach. Shut up. Oh, that's true. That's true. Lonzo hurt me, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Lonzo's my guy. 
I definitely feel you. Next up, we're going to be talking about Mark Everly's comments from uh, Bulls Fest when he was interviewed. But before we do that, we got to talk about our sponsors, and that's Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch, stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly yeah. sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do exactly the same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. The bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dog uses anti stink stink sweat wicking fabric that that keeps you cool. I ruin that every time uh, and dry all day long. Uh, go to birddogs.com/slash/lockedonNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com/slash/lockedon or promo code LockedOn for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Pat. Mark Eversley was interviewed by both CHGO and NBC uh, Bulls Talk podcast during Bulls Fest. Gave kind of similar comments on both. Um, were there any anything that kind of stuck out to you the most when it comes to Mark Eversley's comments? I mean, listen, I think it's stuff that we heard, right? Like the Bulls felt like they're not – they understood the options they had. They knew that they could go either retool, rebuild, or, uh, uh, um, you know, just kind of stay where they're at with everything that they've got. The funny thing is to me, he's like, we chose the retool route. I was like, did you? Like retool to me is like you get rid of a piece and you add tools. Mm. I, I don't, I don't, I think y'all kind of just went with the Stan Pat route and you I, added Javon Carter. Here's the, I'm going to push back on that just from the sense. And I actually talked about this. The only reason, cause I would have agreed with you, but then I started looking at the numbers. If, if Javon Carter and Torrey Craig stick to not even their, their averages from last year, but what they've averaged over their careers, the, that adds almost eight three pointers per game for the for uh, for the Chicago Bulls. That would take the Bulls from being dead last in the NBA to three point attempts to the yeah. top ten. That's a considerable change. Yeah, and I mean, listen, maybe you're also including the fact that you brought in a shooting coach yeah. as far as a retool to change how you're shooting uh, uh, um, profile is how your shot profile is. So maybe there there is that uh, aspect that could be added as well. You got two guys at a minimum in Torrey Craig and, and Javon Carter who aren't afraid to take the three ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like it felt like the only person on his team that wasn't afraid to take the three ball all season was Zach Levine. And it took him 50 games to start feeling like him again. Um, but I just, I, I don't think he said anything we didn't know already. Mm-hmm he just confirmed that management looked at options and felt like the options that they have to go with the best one is the retool. And to me, that's kind of where you start to ask yourself, okay, was that the best option for you to go for me? And you have both talked about it on this show. Like there's not a ton of the whole, like blow everything up, start at the beginning, go out there, get a bad draft pick, try your best to get Victor Wembanyama. If you miss on Victor Wembanyama, you go out there and hope to get scoop, right? We end up with seven again, probably more than likely, like we always mm-hmm. do. And then we now we're just like, well, just go get the best case scenario. You know, like I don't hate what the Bulls did this offseason. I don't love it either. I'm just even keel on it. And I hope that it's like Mark Eversley talked about, right? Like, I hope that it's the right moves to rekindle what we lost. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they're taking a go at it. I think that it, it, if they could just combine, if they could do the fusion dance between Javon Carter and Torrey Craig, then they would have closer to Lonzo Ball, like somebody who could switch on everything. But, like, right. they went out and did what they can. And I think 
I understand all of it. I understand the re-signing Vooch. Uh, it seems like they, they said that was their top priority so their this top offseason. Priority. I mean, bro, like he's the one you can't like the Bulls were not in a place to replace anything Vooch brings. Like they just couldn't with only the mid-level exception. So um, I mean, they had to bring back Vooch. And I know a lot of Bulls fans were hoping for better, but you know, it is what it is. Vooch is still a top 10 center. That's a guy who goes out there, he's gonna get you 18 and 11. And if if uh if Billy Donovan actually goes to him in second halves of games, Vooch can probably get 20 and 11. And at that point, like, there's not many people giving you better than that. Yes, he has his defensive woes, but I think now you're you're going to have more legitimate size next to him the, all game, right? You have Pat uh, Patrick Williams, you have Torrey Craig, no matter who starts, who comes off the bench. You got now people who are legitimate forwards who are going to be playing that spot, and hopefully we're not going to see any more 6'4 guards out there until Billy Donovan names Kobe White the starting point guard and Javon Carter the starting power forward. Then, you know. <laughs> well, that's I think that's my thing, right? Like, for me with Vooch, the Vooch defensive woes that I'm worried about are fixed if Patrick Williams plays power forward with the defense that I would hope that he would play it with, right? Like, mm. I think there's a lot of times where Vooch gets in trouble defensively because when I turn around, there's a 6'4 dude in there that's a hustle dude because Patrick Williams is getting cooked that night or because Patrick Williams isn't giving you enough that night. I think that... It, and and again, it goes back to comfortability, right? Like I I don't feel like P. Will has been comfortable in his his role over the last couple of seasons. Um, I I and that that would speak to you know a lot of people who have said maybe play him at the power forward position or maybe play him at the small forward position instead of power forward. But right now with the team you have, that's where he slates in in this starting lineup. Maybe that's where a guy like Tory Craig brings a little bit of stability. Where you're talking about that retool, Tory Craig, we know he can play the four. Yeah. We know he can come in and he can be like, hey, listen, I'm going to be down here. I'm going to be defense and I'm going to go down on the other end and shoot the three ball. Like, that's all I got for you. So I think that, you know, when you start to look at kind of how Mark Eversley is, how he talked about the shaping of this team, again, to me, it just points to the Bulls feel like they have the right formula because of the first 35 games Alonzo. Yeah. yeah. The question mark is, can you recreate Lonzo? And like I said in the first segment, that's that's extremely hard to do in today's NBA. Julian Phillips isn't a point guard. Uh, 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 um, why can't I think of my, our guy that we uh, brought over from Europe? Um, you know who I'm talking about. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about uh, Unalot Bittum. Unalot Bittum. There it is. There it is. I was having a stroke. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not going to come over here. Young. He's not going to come over here and be a point guard. I was having a trade. That's, <laughs> That's what we call those moments. Bad podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Trey Young moments. <laughs> Bad podcasting moments. Oh, he had a Trey Young. He had a Trey uh, Young. You know, like, I, I don't expect Unilai Bidham to come over here and, and be a point guard. I don't expect, you know, outside of Javon Carter, it's really only the point guard acquisition that we've made, right? So I think that you're trying to figure out the best way to recreate those first 35 games by going out there and trying to put it together like almost like uh what was the movie Moneyball, right? Where he comes in, he's like, We can't replace Jason Giambi, but we can replace yeah. these averages by going and getting three, four people to do it. That's kind of what the Bulls are trying to do here. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. And hopefully they're more successful at it this season. I mean, I, it seems like there's a different feel around the team. There seems like there's a different bit of confidence. And you know, one thing that this team didn't have at all that well until we got Pat Bev was an identity. And hopefully now having a player like Javon Carter and it's crazy. And that's why I say role players and operating in the margins can help a lot. It just depends on if you get the right per person for that team. And hopefully the Bulls got the right people, and we'll end up seeing. 
Yeah, we'll see, man. I'm 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 ready for the season to start so we can stop speculating on whatever at, at a minimum training camp, right? So yeah. we can stop speculating on what everything is gonna look like. Cause it's just like, all right, dog, like, what are we seeing here? And NBA preseason is very different now. Like NBA That's preseason true, literally used to be like, hey man, throw throw <laughs> you're gonna see like, a lot of G League bro, guys out there. Bro, it used to be 30 dudes on preseason teams. I swear. You'd be like, is that the janitor think, in the game I think right they now? Could bro? Carry, at one point it was like they could carry like 20 people, I think. Hey, bro, preseason, something it like used that. to be some dudes at the end of benches in preseasons that you'd be like, Hey, who is this, bro? <laughs> oh, this is the uh he was the former starting point guard of uh of uh Bishop Sycamore. Bishop <laughs> Sycamore. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> hey, man, what happened with that, bro? Bro, you know that's here in Columbus, right? Yeah, I know they, they, did, documentary they did a come, documentary on that thing. It hasn't come out yet, but once it comes out, bro, we're going to have to break that down on here. Just oh because, I know it's not God, it's not basketball, bro. but that's that's crazy, bro. bro that's, that was the funniest story <laughs> ever, bro. The must said. And it kept getting worse, bro. It was like, are they even a real school? Wait a second. They got 20-year-olds on their team. Wait a second. Those 20-year-olds are living in a hotel. Wait a second. The person that's actually their coach, coach is a known con man. It's just like, how, how many layers <laughs> is it to this, bro? <laughs> With so many layers, bro. It got to the point where it was like seven of these guys are in jail right now. Actively. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. That was that's a wild time, man. But all right, oh, next up, though, we're gonna give our thoughts on Bulls Fest overall. Before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that Locked On Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Pat Bulls Fest 2023, second annual Bulls Fest. Uh, I think some improvements were made from this last year's Bulls Fest to this Bulls uh, Fest. The highlight, once again, that dunk contest was amazing once again. Like, that is it, it consistently being the best thing about it. But, like, what were your thoughts on Bulls Fest 2023? Bulls Fest was, is, is a really good time. It's a really fun time. I think the best part about it for us is getting to see a lot of the people we don't often get to see as far as being creators, right? We got to see a lot of the creators, Matt and Dave, I uh, used to host here and now host over at CHGO. You know, we got to see Tony Gill. We we get to see a lot of the guys that we don't get to see who all cover the Bulls and we're all in the same place. Um, so it's always fun to come together on that. I don't know, man. Like, I left there feeling like this is a cool event. Food was definitely better. Harold's Chicken being there. Win for the Bulls. Because yeah. last year, I think all we had was the empanadas. But I think at the end of the day, right, like the biggest thing – that I left with was like, oh, I'm not the demographic that they're pitching to here. Like, this is something for, like, teenagers, kids to do where their parents can bring them, and they have alcohol for us. That's the demographic that we were in. We were able to get beers and watch basketball, and you saw the dunk contest. The three-on-three -three was cool, but it was – listen, Bulls Fest is for the TikTok generation. Shout out to them. I think that it was a great time. It was a fun time. The Bulls put on a good show, but I didn't leave there feeling like, oh, my God, like this is the best event I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> I, I, they still have improvements to do. I think incorporating the creators more, if you're not going to have, because one thing they didn't have this year, they didn't have any artists perform. So if you're going to have creators there, I think you need to double down, open it up a little bit more, let creatives, you know, come, whatever it is, pay for their booth, have their thing there. I think that could be a big draw there. Um, and then I also think that, while the art inside the UC is great, don't get me wrong. We saw some dope art. They did some great things with some jerseys. Do more in the UC. Like, do more. Like, it, it, it's a lot of space in the UC. Do something more in there, in my opinion. There, there almost needs to get to a point where 
there's tiers to Bulls Fest, right? There's the free section, and then there's this section. If you pay for this section, you get to do something on the court or yeah. around the court, or right, you know what I mean? Like, or you get to be in the sweet section, or there needs to be something where it gets to that point. Uh, I know like the creators that got signed up there, they got to be in the suites and stuff like that, meet with Nate Robinson, cool things mm-hmm. like that. So that was cool to see uh, from that aspect of it as well. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like it, it, like you said, it's only year two of this. There's a ton of improvements that can be made. I think the tough part is the part that we need to speak to more is the realization that I've had is the only artist that we have that is an active fan in the city of the teams that we have is Lil Dirt. And he already performed last year. Well, Kanye is an actual fan too. Like, I don't know if you've ever paid it. To, well, before Kanye started tripping on Twitter, he would you can't bring up. Kanye there though. But I'm just saying, yeah, you can't bring Kanye. That's the thing too. Is the other one that's a huge fan, you can't bring him. So like, but Kanye, I don't. Kanye really don't come to games like that though. Even when Derek was there, Kanye, Kanye would come every like now people, and then, bro. Yeah. Like, Kanye does if he's not the center of attention, he doesn't want to be the center of attention, so he doesn't do anything. Like it's it's a weird thing, like with with Kanye. But uh, I wouldn't like Kanye. Kanye, You can't have Kanye at an event nowadays, though. Anyway, you got to you got to let some time go by before you bring Kanye. We 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 may not be in a place where Kanye can start coming out until literally (laughs) after he retires from rap, bro. Like it's gonna be a minute. He got a new album coming out. They said so. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Exactly. That's what I mean. But. I, I don't know, like, even so, right, like, you go straight to Kanye, right, or there's Dirk, but, like, there's not a lot of artists that, like, you look at and you're like, oh, yeah, I see them at every game. Like, with the Knicks, you see a rap artist at a Knicks game every night. Yeah. You see a, a movie star at a Knicks game every night. We don't see that in Chicago a ton. And it, I'm not going to lie, it, it kind of upsets me a little bit. I'm like, this next generation of people from Chicago that get on, we got to make sure that we are actively always there. So they got the camera to turn there. Like, you'll get, like, every now and then. And then when you do right, they always show these mugs. Whenever there's somebody at the game that's famous, they always up in a suite because the suites are lit. I'm not going to lie. But that's a million miles from the court. Like, you're not courtside. Yeah. You're not watching the game. You're not getting the vibe. The only only uh person we got that's there every game is um, – I don't even know my man's name. I'm not going to lie with the fro. Oh, the fr- I always forget his name. We I found always out forget his name. Yeah, yeah, he's the only one that's there every single game, though. Shout out to him for being supportive. But uh, I mean, I guess ultimately when it comes down to it, man, like Bulls Fest has it's it's fun and it's fun to, you know, get and be able to connect with people that, you know, we we get to see virtually all like all throughout the year. But they got some things they need to tighten up. But it was it was a fun event. It's, it was it's a good time to have people just come come together and celebrate the bulls right that's basically what it is like you said there's a lot of things going on for kids there, and i get that they want to make it family friendly absolutely but i think that it'd be nice if they do incorporate other than just having beer and food for us to drink something else outside of it just being a mainly kid focused event we need bulls fest after dark that's never gonna happen (laughs) no we're not gonna get that we need we it's need Bulls Fest. What would you do if you saw if you had Bulls Fest after dark and you saw Jerry Reinsdorf popping bottles <laughs> with a cigar in his <laughs> with mouth, a cigar bro. popping bottles? <laughs> Bring the dryops. Oh man, <laughs> shaking the champagne. That you know what? That would be worth the price of admission alone. Like if they were like, "Hey, Bulls Fest, Bulls Fest is free. Bulls Fest after dark, you gotta drop a hundred. I'd be like, "Listen, it's more money." I'm well, paying a hundred, bro. bro. I'm paying a hundred. <laughs> Jerry's in there. You got you got Jerry in there rapping the the lyrics to Migos, bro. I don't know why I came in this club with no Jerry. You, Jerry strikes me as a Kanye West fan. Like he's literally. Like, <laughs> 
Probably not after uh, Kanye's <laughs> recent comments. But, uh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but maybe but before ahead of that. Before, before that, then. sure. Or what, you know what? What if... <laughs> Jerry's what a closet what if, what Kanye fan? Or if it's a King Von fan. <laughs> Hey, hey, he a Keith fan, bro. Jerry's a Keith fan. Oh man, I love that Chief Keith. When he gets to shaking uh, the dreadlocks, you gotta love it. You don't love Sosa? Get out my building. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time to go. We've jumped the shark. Hey man, we always get off the rails, bro. Hey, follow oh. us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Jerry, don't don't get us canceled. Yeah. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked on Bulls your first listen every single day. Me and Pat will be back tomorrow to kind of just uh, training camp, basically in exactly a month away. We'll talk about what we expect to come out of training camp. But for Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls. We will see you guys tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace. So many trollers all around. Jerry Reinsdorf making it rain. Hopefully it's just money. <laughs>